0: Every team, every topic,
1: everywhere, this is Believe. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. So hear me out. It's free. My father-in-law always says, the only thing better than cheap is free. So take advantage of it. There's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit from your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all the podcast platforms out there. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to know to make a podcast in one place. So, download the free Anchor app, or go to anchor.fm to get started. Razorback Nation, welcome to the Hog Talk Podcast. This is Jacob Davis from Rivals, and my co-host Ty Hudson of Pig Network. Tonight, we'll be talking about the jerseys, top plays and games in those retro jerseys, and a can't-miss interview with former Razorback Ben Cleveland. This is the Hog Talk Podcast.
0: Thank you for tuning in for another episode of the Hog Talk. Help us get our message out by subscribing on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or your preferred podcast platform. Once you've subscribed... Be sure to share with all of your fellow Hog fans on social
1: media. Ty, how you doing tonight, man?
0: Doing pretty good, Jacob. How are you doing, sir?
1: Well, it's been an eventful week. It's been very busy. uh, Very thought-provoking. Joined rivals, you know, just a, you know, a, a... you know, just normal day. Normal week. I like I like how
0: you you subtly put that in there. Yeah, you know, just a typical week for me. I joined rivals. Whatever. No big deal. That's a huge deal, man. Congratulations.
1: Thanks, man. It's just it's it's a big stepping stone. Great opportunity. Glad to be a part of them. And hopefully I'll show the nation what I got.
0: There you go. That's all all about represent Sheridan, Arkansas.
1: That's right. So So those Razorback jerseys, they dropped this week in a pretty fire, maybe a lit, promo video. That was amazing. What are your thoughts on those jerseys? Well, I'll tell you. I, listen,
0: the jerseys, the throwback is nice. Anytime you, anytime you're gonna rep Arkansas with that number five and have McFadden on the back, it's a big deal, and you got to do it right. And they did a really good job. I thought. I, listen, I the jersey swaps. I know they're annoying. A lot of fans get pretty upset. I, I think the fact that people get so upset over laundry is a little amusing. But I gotta admit, <laughs> I get it. You know, I, I'm not a fan of the anthracite. I'm not a fan of the the what was it? The 2000 was it 2011, 2012, where they had the gray the gray on the shoulders. Like that was so goofy. in the and the I numbers. Liked it. You
1: did? Yeah, I did. The the gray on the the razors on the shoulder. Oh which are we talking about the okay i think you're talking about anthracite no 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 no.
0: they're not the anthracite they're not the anthracite they had i'll send you a picture i'm sure some fans know what i'm talking about they had the gray so it's the all red yeah it was a it was a darker red too and then the number itself i'm looking at it right now the number itself was kind of grayed out a little bit like it was faded the number was gray razorbacks was in gray
1: Oh, so that's they, the 2012 jersey. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They
0: did it that. for like one year. It was the worst jersey combination I have ever seen. Yeah, and they are the forgettable. Them. And they, yeah, they had the gray razors on the, or the whatever you want to call it. The gray, they weren't anthracite, but they were a light gray razor image on the, on the shoulder pads. I, I don't know how else to describe whatever that was. It was yeah. embarrassing. They were terrible. There was no... And then they did this other thing with the helmet where they matted the helmet. Oh, I didn't like that. I like Shani. That's terrible. Why did you mat I don't and this is this drives me crazy. And here I am poking fun at people for judging the jerseys and I'm gonna carry on for the next ten minutes about, you know, judging the jerseys. Um, but the matted helmets was probably the worst thing they've ever done. And then that jersey combination in two thousand twelve was the next worst thing that they've ever done. <laughs> that time period is just I mean, you know, it's post Petrino and and all the drama that happened it felt like everything was happening off the field, and then there was this tragedy on the field where you're terrible. The product on the field, the thing that really matters is bad too, and then they look bad while being bad. I don't know yep. I, it was just not it was just not fun. times wasn't it wasn't fun at all, but I dig this look um again i i don't I get that this is supposedly an alternate jersey. I think there's going to be three alternate jerseys, I've been told. I, I don't know if that's verified. I don't know if that's 100%. I get people being a little upset about this because this does need to be, in my opinion, our permanent, at least Fayetteville
1: home jersey. Yeah. Do you agree with that? I do. I agree. That's. I love it. I, I love just, the idea.
0: I do, too. And, and you get that. The, the You're actually using the, the real col- the real colors. You're using the cardinal colors, and that's what they are. They're not – they're not maroon. They're not a dark cherry red. They are cardinal red, and that's what they're going back to with these jerseys. And then my dad, who's psyched. I don't. I, I don't know anybody who's as excited about stri- pinstripes on the on the pants, but those are back, and my dad's excited about that. So that that look is classic. It's retro Arkansas. It brings back those memories of winning and and having a Heisman on the field, mm-hmm. and, and having a, a, some All Americans and some winning happening in those jerseys and that's what fans hold on to when they see those jerseys they see darren mcfadden with the we got that wood you know the 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 bat that he's carrying around with him that's what it kind of uh that's what you that's what you go back to those are good times i hope i really hope they stick it stick it out with these jerseys
1: i uh, really you know any time rakeem boy touches the ball next year and goes 70 or 80 yards i'm gonna be thinking of mcfadden every time he touched it and you had those pinstripes i love pinstripes i think it lo- makes your on cars it makes you look faster and on pants i think it makes you look faster i'm looking forward to it i think i think anytime you go to a old retro look you look at the 2014 jersey combination with against the alabama uh, crimson tide back in 014 and that was a sick jersey combination because they were commemorating the 64 national championship team that weekend i mean it was those are sharp uniforms and then you go back to these where it says arkansas that's you're representing the name on the front. It doesn't matter what name's on the back. You know, you just look sharp. And I'm really looking forward to forward to maybe seeing Arkansas win a few more games. And if you listen later on in the show and Ben, ben Cleveland talks about uh, his expectations for Arkansas, it should get you excited with, with the jerseys. You're going to look good. And if you lose, okay, at least you look good. But if you win, it makes you look even better. Let me
0: ask you this. Last year – And we've talked about this before here. I don't know if I ever got your opinion on it. the The jerseys they wore in the A and M game. What were your thoughts on those? Did you like those?
1: So I'm not like a huge cowboy fan. I I like them. I watch them a little bit, but
0: I I mean, just in general, did you like them doing that?
1: Yeah, I did. I thought that was a sharp look. I think you should. I think you should bring that back every year you go to Dallas. Well, I thought it was interesting that everyone was like, "Well."
0: You're not Ohio State. Well, obviously that wasn't the point. It was a yeah. it was a tip of the cap to Jerry Jones. It was re- pay respect to a famous ex Razorback and who's donated a ton of money to the university. So, and I, I thought I thought they looked good. I get people trying to compare them to Ohio State because yeah, they look like Ohio State without a doubt. But I thought it was a nice tip of the cap. I honestly wouldn't mind them doing that every every year for the AM game. Obviously you'd have to swap the colors. Maybe instead of yeah. red you have to go with white or something because you're you're the away yeah. team or whatever. But I like those jerseys, but I do wish the retro McFadden jerseys. I wish that'd be the permanent at least in favor. I wish that was their permanent favor colors. And then maybe or, or jersey combination rather. And then maybe when they play in Little Rock they get a different combination. But mm-hmm. they are supposed to have again they're supposed to have three different Jersey combinations, but uh, yeah, I, I I'm excited for the season, and it's anything you can do. And I said this in my video last week. It's it's definitely a diversion tactic to hype these jerseys up to have you forget about what happened a year ago. I think it's yeah. a, a brilliant marketing strategy. You know, let's make sure fans don't remember what happened last year. But I'm all for it. You know, social media is a tool. You might as well use it. And they're doing it the right way and bringing those jerseys back. Or good move, in my opinion.
1: Yeah. So let's talk, I mean, we, we want to divert from the the status quo of what Arkansas is right now, where the program is. And, and you think about looking good, let's look at those two years that Arkansas had these jerseys, maybe three years. I think it was three years, five, six, and seven, where they, they, the jerseys were similar. Let's look back at some of the top plays. Here are the top five plays to Jacob, me, myself, these are the plays I think Arkansas made famous with these uh, retro jerseys. Time number five. The body slam heard around the world by <laughs> Dallas Washington. What do you think about that?
0: I was at that game and yeah, you know, it was obviously a letdown, and I if I remember right, by the time that happened, I think Arkansas was pretty well out of it.
1: They fell down remember, thirteen to seven. Was it thirteen to yeah. seven? Yeah. Okay. I thought it was, thought it was later on in
0: the game. I seem to remember it being later. Okay. I do remember at the end everyone chanting Mitch's name because they wanted Mitch, and then he comes out on the field and he throws a, a beautiful pass to Damian Williams. But yeah, I thought that was I thought that was excellent. And when it happened, I can remember thinking immediately like, "Well, this will be on ESPN," even though it was a uh, butt kicking. You know, I think it was yeah. I think fifty to seventeen. Is that what you said earlier? Yeah, fifty to sixteen. Fifty to sixteen. So yeah. it. Take away some Felix Jones fumbles, and you might have actually kind of been in that game. But yeah, that was a that was a good one.
1: And then uh, number four, the last victory over Alabama in 2006. We're gonna you're gonna see 2006 is well represented on this list. You had uh, Ben Cleveland, obviously, who's on later in the show, catching the game winning touchdown pass against them in 2006. Last victory of Alabama, caught it from Mitch Mustain. The guy gets up and does some kind of I don't know if you I don't know what you call it maybe a a slivering or something like that but it was a pretty cool dance move and basically he he was immortalized in my mind from that point on I was hooked on Razorback football like I had followed it for like the six or seven years before but that was a point that I took Arkansas and ran with them Uh, I was a freshman in high school that that game was the start of my fandom
0: I forget that the years with the jerseys and the combinations because they've, especially in the last 10 years, they've made so many different changes to the uniforms, but that was uh, pretty iconic. And anytime you do that on Alabama, it's, it's sad to say that was the last time they beat Alabama. That's just unbelievable. Uh, but I guess it's understandable since Nick Saban's taken over the program over there, but yeah, that was, that was, that was good stuff. <laughs> yeah.
1: This will be the 13th year and probably the 17th uh, Jersey combination. Since that point, the Razorbacks Probably. won a game against Alabama. But I think you're right. Yeah. Number three, Tennessee comes to town for college game day. Oh mm. six, 6 That was a good, great game. Arkansas won 34-13. Just ran wild. I think McFadden had 27 carries, about 181 yards. Solidified his place on, in the Heisman Trophy race that year as a sophomore. You remember that game, Ty? I do. I remember it being on game day. Friends of
0: mine drove down there to try and get on camera. I don't know. I don't remember if it worked or not. I don't think it did. But, yeah, that was pretty memorable. You can't – anytime you beat up on Tennessee, it's it's fun because they're wearing orange and their name begins with a T. So, they're yeah. like Texas light in our – you know, for Hog yeah. fans, you, know, you might That's as well. Right. If you're wearing orange, we want to beat you. So, that was – yeah, that was a great game. That was fantastic. Darren McFadden was
1: absolutely electric. And Marcus Monk, you forget about him. He had 116 yards receiving and, and had cu- two or three touchdowns. Yeah, I was going to say, he had a couple game.
0: touchdowns. Yeah, he did. Yeah. We forget yeah. how good he really was at Arkansas. And I, I remember when he went on to the pros. I think he got drafted by Carolina, if I remember right. Yeah. And I thought, man, he's going to be big time in the NFL. And sadly, didn't pan out. I think he ran into some injury issues. But yeah, he was – I forgot. He was pretty – yeah. That that whole season was was a good year for him
1: for for Monk. Yeah. Uh number 2. Darren Mcfadden runs wild on South Carolina. 321 yards. They took 3 back cuz that would have they took 2 yards back from him cuz that would have set the record. They ended up counting two extra yards to either Peyton Hillis or Felix Jones. Uh so Darren Mcfadden ended up tying the SEC record uh in 07 for rush yards in a game. That was a that was a terrific game. It was all, trying to get I, back their momentum.
0: I had the opportunity to go to that game, and then I I wasn't able to. I had to work, so a friend of mine got my tickets. And uh, well, I say they're my tickets. Me and my friend Duke, he would he'd buy me the tickets, and and uh, he and I would try to go to the games together. And I had to work that night, so our buddy Pete took my place. And uh, I remember thinking like, well, it's South Carolina. I'm not going to miss much. And what happens? Darren McFadden goes out and just yeah. tears it up. And if I remember right, too, that year, was it Steve Spurrier who left him off, left Darren McFadden off his All-American bid or off his ballot? Man, I don't
1: remember. That's, we
0: need to we need to find that out and maybe put that on social media somewhere. I'm pretty sure that happened because I remember he was – he really wasn't big on complimenting Darren McFadden. He didn't want to compliment dmac. I do remember a certain interview where he just kind of – in his old Steve Spurrier way, he just kind of went around the question and tried to be a, you know, tried to be funny, but
1: he couldn't yeah, stop
0: them. They couldn't. They had no answer.
1: Never. Eaten no. In three seasons, I don't think McFadden never rushed for less than 180 yards against killed, South Carolina. I don't
0: yeah. remember his numbers, but I remember that game, and it was just like highlight reel after highlight reel. It was unbelievable. And you knew from that moment on, like, okay, he's a star. There's just yeah. no – I mean, we knew. Hog fans knew, but the the nation, I think, yeah. knew, especially then. Either that game or, obviously, game day, I'm sure. They got a, a yeah. nice dosage of Darren McFadden, but, yeah.
1: Yeah, and then Felix Jones had a game. I think Casey Dick was – he had solid numbers in that South Carolina game. Marcus Monk was in there injured a little bit. He had a few catches. Man, that that game was solid. Uh, one of those that you will never forget in Razorback history. Mm-mm. And number one, you probably guessed it, LSU, two thousand seven, three overtimes. Darren McFadden got that wood. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. did you yeah. hear that, Mark May? Lou Holtz, Mark May, number five. You better look at at yourselves a little bit closer. Number five is a football player.
0: Yeah, he was. That was unbelievable. And if you remember, there was a lot of disrespect to Darren McFadden by those guys. I shouldn't say disrespect, but it was like, yeah, he's good. You know, sure, he's he's all conference caliber, but eh, and then it's like, okay, well, watch what he's capable of doing, and yeah. he goes out against LSU and he's just he just balls out as if South Carolina, Tennessee, if all those games weren't enough at that point, yeah, not to say and again, I'm not saying they weren't complimentary of Darren McFadden because they were, but I I think Houston Nut definitely felt like they weren't, you know, they wanted to leave him off the the Heisman ballot, and that was ridiculous. And I know Hog fans. I think we all agree that Darren McFadden got
1: gypped at least once out of those two Heisman attempts oh yeah I think he got gypped twice but that's nobody else's business but I mean you had Peyton Hillis in that game running wild Felix Jones had a great game Peyton Hillis you forget but that guy he had four touchdowns as well with McFadden those guys were unstoppable Peyton Hillis had a sixty-sixty-five 65 yard touchdown run Felix Jones had a couple of uh Uh, I think he had a crucial two point conversion attempt or two point conversion uh, in that game. If if they hadn't got it, they wouldn't have tied the ball game and game would have been over. I mean, you take you take Darren McFadden out, put Felix Jones. You're you're arguably you're taking out your best player and then putting Felix out there. He showed out. Casey Dick showed it out. It was a good game. That that was a banner game to go out under Houston Nutt. Yeah. Yeah, and that was the number one team in the country. So so that that right there those are the top five uh, memorable moments if you're listening to us right now, tweet us uh, if you're listening on Facebook comment here and tell us what were your favorite moments in those three years under these old jerseys and uh, we will we'll love to hear your feedback and we'll mention it uh, in next week's show so really, really fast yeah I gotta throw this out there
0: the only other the only other since we're talking about jerseys and the, that was a good list. That was a solid list. But the only other jerseys that I really liked, the alternate jerseys, were the 64 throwbacks. Yeah, those are sweet. Those are sweet, man. Bring those back, too. I want those. Do that for an alternate
1: for one yeah. year. My yeah, God. That'd be awesome. I'll love it. It would be awesome.
0: Those are sharp with the gray, you know, they had the gray face mask and the old hog on the side. Yeah. But those jerseys, the, the ones we're talking about here, the Darren McFadden era. Jerseys were—they uh, stick out in our minds for sure. And hopefully, maybe they'll make them permanent. Maybe they'll—they'll they'll get the fan feedback and they'll realize that the fans love them. And the—I know what probably matters the most is recruits and players, but obviously the fans are the ones buying the merchandise. So, oh yeah, and, I don't know. Maybe they ought to try this out, and if it does well enough, stick with them. I know we'd be That's fans right. of that.
1: I would be. So, so after the break here, we're gonna have Ben Cleveland on. He's a former Razorback tight Caught the game-winning catch against Alabama in 2006. Obviously, it's the last time Arkansas beat them. So maybe bringing in on the man himself, uh, will that bring Arkansas any good luck? We will see. An uncut interview with Ben Cleveland coming up next after the break. Rush three and drop eight. In the corner. And the extra point is next. Hog Nation, welcome back to the Hog Talk podcast. Today, we have former Razorback Ben Cleveland on. Ben, how's it going, man? Doing well. How are you guys? Doing pretty good, man. Doing good. Excited to have
0: you on. Thanks a lot for taking a little time out of your day to sit down and talk with us.
2: Well, oh,
1: thank you for having me. So how's it going since uh your Razorback days? You know, you've got a new baby in uh, baby and you know, what's it been like since uh Razorback Razorback career?
2: Well, you got a little fatter and a little uglier, but uh <laughs> other than that, you know, it's uh you your day to day stuff is you know, football has given us the opportunity to grow grow as a father, grow as a, a parent. Uh you know, those those tough lessons that you know that that you have, uh, but since I got done playing, uh, I, I I did some coaching a little bit, and uh, really enjoyed that. Uh, got married, uh, have a little boy, five month boy, and then also two other kids. So really enjoyed uh, watching them grow. Um, with with that, I uh, got out of coaching uh, not too long ago but, uh, started, uh, you know, following in my buddies, Joe Dean Davenport's footsteps, you know, those great tight ends of Springdale becoming, (laughs) uh, becoming farmers. Uh, so we, we, we have some farm, we got some cattle, we got some different things going on. Uh, so doing, doing those, those little things, uh, trying to, uh, you know, put a little food on the table for the, for the babies and the wife, but, uh, other than that, you know, everything's been real well, really enjoying uh coaching the kids and their sports, uh teaching them the fundamentals and and uh having having a lot of fun uh, teaching the game of baseball and, and different things like that to this to these younger generation.
0: My goodness, yeah. three three did you say three boys? Is that what you said you had? No, I uh uh one girl and two boys. Okay, okay. I've got two girls, so uh, I, I, it's, it's such an adventure with these, with these kids, Mine are seven and four. And man, you just, it's one of those things where you just kind of learn on the job. Yeah, You,
2: you learn and, you know, that's what the football has, has done. You know, everything, every day was different or, you know, they, they'd show you this, but they would go to that. You just have to react and, you know, uh, and, and go, go quick. So, you know, the game of football has, has taught us a lot of things, uh, but you're you're absolutely right. It's you just gotta react and go, and hopefully you did the right thing.
0: Absolutely, I I believe in the dad reflexes. I think that's a thing. You see those on on social media a lot. The dad reflexes. I know I've I feel like I've probably uh, saved my children's lives at least I don't know ten times a week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, falling off the trampoline or trying to jump out of the swing set maybe not maybe i'm over exaggerating a little bit no i've but (laughs) i think i've I've caused mine
2: uh more more grief than i have trying to toughen them up than 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 saving their lives but we have saved their lives a few times though
0: (laughs) well i was gonna ask uh i guess i'll start off the first question you were obviously a part of the springdale five i watched you play several times you guys were I mean, that was some of the most exciting high school football I've ever seen. And I played – actually, I'm a purple dog. I actually played under Mike Adams at Fable High uh, just a few years before you guys had, uh, came on at Springdale with Gus. But what was your, what was your recruiting process like? Was, I mean, I know it had to have been pretty, pretty crazy with, how, with, with all the notoriety and everything surrounding the Springdale Five. What was that like for you?
2: You know, it, it, it really didn't take off. For most of us, besides Mitch, Mitch took off his junior year uh, after we won that Hoover Alabama 7-on-7 tournament. Uh, I remember uh, riding home with him, and uh, Gus called him, and people were talking about him, uh, this and that, you know, uh, saying he's, you know, one of the best quarterbacks of the junior class, whoop de whoop a whoop and I'm sitting there like, dude, I just did really good myself. Where am I at? (laughs) (laughs) You know, but, you know, my shy little self, I'm just sitting back there like, okay, whatever, the time will come, you know, Um, we, we have that quiet demeanor about ourselves um, that made us really good. Uh, But I remember sitting in the Hoover, Alabama, We're the only ones that rode a cheese wagon, as we would call it in in high school, the yellow bus. And uh, we took two buses, no AC, uh, drove it all the way to Hoover, Alabama uh I, obviously as you guys know hoover alabama is one of the top schools with facilities yep. out the yep. wazoo yep. uh we so we sit in the jam and we're reading these newspapers because we got there super early we're like four hours early and that's that's another Gus deal for you there uh <laughs> so we're about four hours early we're in the jam uh we're all hot we're reading the newspaper and we're like hoover alabama and they're like do do florida state florida georgia all these guys, you know, Hoover Spain Park, you you had um Foley, you had all these guys that um uh that had already Division One offers. Uh and 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 then I said Springdale, we had I think Matt Taylor was the only one who was a big safety for us. Uh and you know, and there's might have been a few others uh, with some smaller D one schools that were in there. Uh, but we we're like, ooh, we're gonna get our butts beat. Uh, all these white boys, you know, uh, are are gonna get smoked up here. But uh, we held our ground uh, with with our Russell T-shirts. Uh, everyone else had like Nike Dry Fit stuff. we were in our Russell shirts, and uh, by the end of it, we gained a lot of respect. You know, going to our, out of it out of our junior year uh, after winning the whole deal, uh, they guys were coming to us and you know reporters were coming to us so that's where it kind of kind of picked up but mostly for mitch uh like i said on the way home he got some some phone calls and some interest you know with reporters and his name becoming a buzz uh obviously he's pretty good for being gatorade player of the year and all that uh so we went through that summer we had the summer seven on seven tournaments around here um arkansas was always high Uh, But honestly, uh, none of us were were interested in the University of Arkansas. Um, Really? uh, Yeah. None of us were recruited very hard by them. Uh, I was committed to, uh, this is going into our senior year. Uh, We decided that we would like to commit before the season started. So we we committed. I committed to Florida. Damien committed to Florida. Um, Mitch uh, was Notre Dame ish uh uh then Andrew was going to wanted to go to Kansas and Bartley Mm -hmm. wanted to go to Notre Dame which he ended up going yeah Uh, so as the season went on uh Arkansas tried to come in with the recruiting uh but they they got out recruited hard um they they thought that they could get Gus they would get all of us uh and eventually they did you know um but uh, they got, they got out recruited hard, um, being, being right there. They, uh, they just, they just never, they never put the effort in, in college. They thought we, like I said, they would just get us. Um, they've, they did some special things for us, bringing us in, you know, uh, showing us some highlight films and, and different things like that. But in, and the general concept was we didn't want to come to Arkansas period. And I remember one time, uh, you know, Coach Nutt telling us, hey, I just need you guys to come up here for one day, just, you know, give us a shot. And uh, they, they sold us everything. Um, and uh, after that, I remember riding home, and we were right there by the blessings, and Mitch and I looked at each other, and we said, hey, we all wanted to play together. Why don't we go to Arkansas?
0: And, yeah, um, it, it felt like that was probably – a group deal i mean obviously with you guys and andrew norman and i know we had
2: we had the camaraderie you know we we knew each other we were comfortable with each other we knew we could come in here and and play right away even though we had some good players uh we we could contribute contribute and what what better else than you know doing it 10 minutes from my house and you know 15 minutes from the other people's house the other boys house you know uh and to come in and and, and, and do all that. But, um, it was, it was fun. I mean, there was schools all over the country over us. Uh, you, spring ball was coming in coach Croker was coming in from Miami, uh, <laughs> Michigan state. I mean, you name it, they were there within the spring with those 15 days of spring ball. And it was not a bit surprised if we had five division one coaches at our practice, yeah. you know, Um, And that's Florida, Miami, uh, you you name it. They were there. Uh, So
0: the deciding, the ultimate deciding factor, it was a couple of things it sounds like. You guys playing together and then obviously Gus being hired on in Arkansas. Well,
2: well, we we never, and I've really not spoke on this very much, but we never felt comfortable with that staff. Mm. And Mm. um, we never uh, were... We're comfortable with it. And we were comfortable with all these other schools. And the only reason we'd feel comfortable if Gus was there. And um, so when he was there, we were playing basketball in Emporia, Kansas. I remember to this day, he calls me. He says, hey, Bob, I uh, took the offense coordinator job at Arkansas. I said, well, wow. I'm proud of you. Thank you for telling me. But I'm committed to Florida. Click and hung up. Wow. And um, that that was just... That's just how much we we felt not of Arkansas because now you're hiring him to get us to save your job. Yeah, you know you you never spent the extra time of you know talking to us or you know making us feel secure because we're about to spend four or five years of our life there. Yeah, you know? and uh, and I think that's what Coach Morse does so well now is 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 hitting those those points of. Of those kids, and that's mm. why you're able to see the recruiting class that he's getting. But it's it it was hard. It was hard for us to com- decommit from Florida, which we have eventually did because we put our trust in Coach Miles on. Um, and then everything just went downhill from there, and that's probably another three segments on the show another day. <laughs> but um, it, it it quickly escalated to. Um, two things that it shouldn't be for 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 those for us you know as as 17 18 year old kids Um, but you know that's we're the ones who got hurt in the deal they're able to get jobs and 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 get paid millions of dollars you know uh people's careers were were destroyed um people's reputation reputation was uh was in jeopardy with with some stuff but you know it like i said earlier it it made me realize what i wanted to be as as a dad or as a man and and not to do those things so i took the good with the bad and uh we we did it but you know some people still have huge regrets on over the situation
0: yeah well and it it sounds like obviously you learned, you learned quite a bit. You grew quite a bit from that experience. Um, and that's, that's a good thing. I mean, really you to take something like that, that happened. Cause I think hog fans listening to this kind of felt like this might be doomed from the start. It just felt, you know, when Gus Malzahn was hired on out of high school and, and getting all these kids from Springdale, trying to get them on campus, it just felt, I don't know if it was just too good to be true for myself. I don't know how Jacob felt about it, but it, it, it just felt doomed from the start, but then you I see Mitch. I don't
2: think I don't think it I don't think it was that. I think there was just so much publicity oh, with gosh. when you have five kids on a team mm-hmm. that are Division One players and they're all skill players. You don't you don't see that around here. No, you got the no, Gatorade no. Player of the Year, and here you have Arkansas in a somewhat down year, and you got to understand the state of Arkansas. We're always going to win the national championship between now and day one, right? Yeah,
1: yep. You know, that's right.
2: we're 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 going to win the national championship. Our expectations are high, and and to get us, we were going to be the savior, especially Mitch. Okay, and that's that was a media deal, and I think the media really, uh, the media really hurt us more than anything um yeah with with the notoriety of us coming in uh i mean there were there were times where i couldn't even get clothes um and i had to run extra because i didn't have arkansas gear on but i couldn't get it you know um there 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 were just situations like that 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 it didn't help us but what are you what are you going to do about it
0: you know well imagine Um, imagine today Imagine social media during that time, if Twitter and Facebook were what it is today back then, what that would have been like that w- I couldn't even imagine. I couldn't imagine being around here. That is, I know generally on social media, it's already toxic as it is, but back then in the state of Arkansas, I mean, you know how the fans can get like, you just I mean, say- we,
2: we had people drive to Hoover, Alabama and get on the top of the, of the, uh, that not that on the practice field they had like three practice fields, and everywhere we went he'd play his fight the Arkansas fight song and he'd call the hogs. Don't know where he's from. Wow. But you know that's that's what we had, and uh, and when it came down to it, that's that's what brought us all back home. You know, it was a little bit yeah. of Coach Malzon, but you know that's 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 Arkansas. That's that's our football. That's our pride. That's our program. That's um, right and and what can we do to help to to make it better Um, yeah so that's that's where we were at you know there's there's some different things um we really didn't trust the offense that it was going to be coach malzons uh and as you can see as the year went on uh it wasn't uh not dedicated to our playing time uh that's what made some some people leave but uh it's the the arkansas fans are are amazing but their expectations sometimes are unquestionable difficult as far as um what's the word i'm trying to say expectations of of these kids we're 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 kids you know what i mean we just graduated high school and uh we're, we're we're two months out of high school and and we're playing division one football and and you guys have all these expectations on us yeah um and 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 it's tough and it's tough as a kid because you're you're going through classes you're going through summer school you're going through two a days you're going through 6 a.m and you're trying to trying to shuffle all this and trying to put weight on and 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 trying to keep your head above water because you're you're homesick you want to be with mom or you broke up with your girlfriend and whatever it may be. There's all these different factors in there that are the Arkansas fans don't understand. They just see them as, Ooh, they're getting their school paid. I, I want to live that life, but they don't understand what it takes. The extra step that it takes with the summer school, with the, with the food, with the study hall, you know, you're waking up at six o'clock and you're not getting home till 11 because you got three hours of study hall. Yeah. Right. You know, uh, so I guess my biggest deal is with that whole deal is, and I was playing, it was super, super tough for me, uh, you know, playing and having those expectations. Your body's sore because you, you're playing against Division One draft picks, you know, <laughs> week in and week out. They're, they're no yeah. joke. Um, but, you know, just, just understand that, hey, we're kids. Even if they're junior and seniors, we're kids, you yeah. know. And um, we get a lot of. this. Oh, sorry, Ben. Sorry. We're not. We're not. We're not the adults. We're not grown. We're not. We're not getting paid. It's, you know, it's. It's all these different factors. It's. There's a lot that goes into it than us just being a football player. What you see on a Saturday for for three or four hours.
0: That's very true. Yeah. And there's it, a lot there to 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 take away because I mean. You know, I was never good enough to get recruited. I don't, I don't even know what that's like. I couldn't even imagine that life. And you see people on social media, and I bring that up because, you know, we had Greg Curl on a few weeks back, uh, Cam Curl, starting safety for the Razorbacks. His father talked about, you know, some of the issues he's had to deal with online, being tagged in these posts and these adult, adult people talking about him and his family and his kid that plays for the Razorbacks. And they just, and, and I get that happens everywhere. Like you said, yeah. hog fans are great. They're great. They're awesome. The expectations are just a little too high. And unfortunately, the crazies, they come out, especially when you're losing. And uh, you guys came in at a very difficult time. And I remember all of that. That was just. Uh, I mean,
2: my was... dad, my dad had death threats. I mean, wow. uh, there's there's I mean, there's there's all kinds of stories that that they hear. And, you know, dad would sit there and talk to him. And, and finally, they would understand. You know um but and that's that's a true story there have been there wow. were two death threats to my dad um, why I didn't that's... choose the University of Arkansas, and when I did and and the whole shebang about them talking to uh coach Broyles and all that with the parent meeting yeah. um there
0: was there were death threats to him and that's then that's no joke that's ridiculous I just I'm I'm a diehard sports fan. Love the Razorbacks, Cardinals, Rams, Celtics, you name it. I would I just can't imagine going that far. I don't know. I think oh. at that point you've got something wrong with you if if you're so going you that far. Me,
2: so you don't want me to say go Cubs?
0: No, I don't. Uh, you I don't do not, it. sir. <laughs> <laughs> not like the Cardinals are any good lately, you know. They're always trailing the Cubs and but uh that's fine. That's all right.
1: I'll let that one pass. <laughs> so I mean, it's not like Arkansas was setting the world on fire. It's like you said earlier. Arkansas was 4-7 and seven going into your freshman year. And you look at it around the nation. You had Trevor Lawrence start Nick Clemson. He was a true freshman. Tua Tagovailoa came in uh, in the second half to bring, uh, bring Alabama back to beat Georgia in the National Championship game two years ago. You have uh, Jalen Hurts. He did the same thing uh, leading his team as a freshman. But these are National Championship teams being led by freshmen. You have Arkansas going four and seven in two thousand five, and then you guys coming in two thousand six, and that's just unfair expectations to place on a kid. I mean, who knew Arkansas was going to be ten and three? Yeah, you know, or ten correct. and four going in the next year. It's too yeah. much to put on a kid, especially when when you uh, go four and seven the year before, and we see and, it now.
2: And if pride wouldn't got involved in this deal. People would still had their jobs, and 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 yeah. kids would have been great, and and the fan base would have been great, and you know we we would have had a chance to play for a national championship. We're, we're one fair catch away. I mean, if you if you want to think about it, you yeah. know they're in the SEC championship game. We we you know they uh, didn't catch it there on that uh, on that punt, and they scooped and scored, and that they end up winning by that much. So. And they end up playing Ohio State in the national championship game and winning. So, yeah. you you know you're you're one play away you know our freshman year from playing in a national championship game.
1: And that was amazing. That was a fun. That was a fun season, uh, from a fan's perspective because that's what I was back then. Yes. But now here I am covering the Hogs and it's just it's a lot different. And being able to uh, talk to former players and and players' parents and seeing perspective has just been amazing. It's opened my eyes. To see what it's really like on the other side, and I, I appreciate the parents and and the players coming on and and talking to us and 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 letting us know what what's life like on the other side. You know, you, you, there's always a story to each side. So, and there's some
2: good and the, there's
1: some bad. You know, I mean, yeah. it's oh, yeah. it, it, it just
2: it just happens to be a little bit of good and a little bit of bad on my end.
0: And to be fair, for everyone listening, and they're like, "Well, this happens other places too." We get that. We know that it happens everywhere. It's just, you know, obviously we cover the hogs. We want to. We want to get into that. I do think. I think you know some people on social media just go too far, and then even in person, as Ben Cleveland said right here, his, his family was had a death threat, two death threats. That's just that's going way too far. Um, so if you ever get that angry, just stay away from social media. Stay away from from. The players and the coaches stay away from life. <laughs> go, you know, I don't know. Go play some PlayStation for crying out loud. Go play Fortnite. I don't know what, what people do. Go to do church. In
1: do something. Go to church.
0: Yes. Get just the yes. Jesus in your life. Yes.
1: Um, so, uh, yeah. Go ahead, Ty.
0: I was just going to ask him. You mentioned earlier about Chad Morris. I wanted to talk just for a second since you were a part of a transition going from the Houston Nut era into the Bobby Petrino era. What do, What are your thoughts on? the, the, the Bielema transition to the Chad Morris transmission. Kind of give fans an insight on, on what that might be like.
2: I think as a as a coach-wise, it's about the same. Uh, as coaching-wise for us, it's a huge night and day difference from us from Coach Nutt was more of your players coach, and obviously Coach Petrino was was a great, great coach. Uh, we learned a lot from him, but his, um, but his demeanor towards – in the public is is a lot different than Coach Morris. Um, he said what he wanted to say, and you liked it or you didn't. Um, uh, but at the same time, you're you're a grown man. You have a job, and you're supposed to do it, and you didn't do it, and that's and that's it. Um, but as a player, it's a hard transition. It's more. It's a harder transition from going from night to day, instead of from day to day in a systematical. Formational wise, uh, we're going to talk some football as far as, you know, more of your pro style or or your spread. It's easier to do that instead of a personality change in your coach Um, because everything's laid back. And now we got this this driver and we're going to practice hard and we're going to hit every day. And if you're not tough, you're not going to play or, you know, um, that's that's a whole lot harder than you just picking up. A day-to-day coach, instead of a night-and-day difference coach, as what we had with yep. Coach Knight and Coach Petrino, and I, and I see Coach Coach B and, and Coach uh, Morris more of the same personality of a, more of a players' coach, but their system is different as far as X's and O's of philosophy, and and it's it's just football, you know, it's just different terminology. We're still going to run the same concepts, basically. We're still going to block the same way. They're still going to do this on defense, and this is what we're going to do. And it's and that's a lot easier because um, you don't have that um, that personality trait that's so different that you have to adjust to. Um, but I'm, I'm so excited of, of Coach Morris and his staff. I've, I've got to meet him personally a few times. We've got to talk back, uh, go back to the days where he was still in Texas. He came up for spring ball. As mm-hmm. I was talking about earlier, some of those Division One coaches, but and we talked about that, and we sent a picture to Gus, and you know we we have a good time talking and and just uh, and 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 doing just you know just talking about the past and really excited of what what his future is with the uh, with the program where he wants to take it, um, as you guys can probably see in the in the, in the media wise. Uh, there's there's a lot of buzz and we've not had that in a long time coming off of a two where we're we, two and eight. Yep, two and ten or coming two and ten. Sorry. I stopped counting after eight. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, and then you get in the top top 15 in, in the recruiting class. You get you get all kinds of recruits from from Texas that are important. You get the guys from Arkansas staying home. Uh, you got you got your needs uh, that were that were pretty bare from the previous staff uh, as far as recruiting uh you you've met those needs and and I think by year 2 and year 3 wow uh we're 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 going to be excited about uh, about football um it, it it's going to be right up there with with baseball of of what
1: what the baseball team has done the last few years good expectations there I, uh, I think I think we, I think a lot of fans and media alike are kind of pessimistic leading up to 2019. What do you What do you expect to see from the program next year with all these new faces and and some of the older guys blending in? What do you think about 2019? I, I,
2: I see it differently. I see it as more growth from game to game. Now, would I like for us to have six wins? Yeah. Um, do I think we can get it? Yeah, but I, I, I want to see more growth. I want to see, I want to see these, these younger guys and, and you're, you're going to see, we're going to be pretty much a, a freshman, sophomore team, some right. juniors and a few seniors sprinkled in there. It's hard to win in the sec. You're, you're playing against guys who's getting ready to get drafted day one and day two of the, of the NFL draft, uh, and on all positions, um, right. But um, I, I want to see growth. I want to see growth as, as far as um, toughness, as far as not giving up on games. Um, you know, just, just different things like that. Um, can we run the ball on fourth and short? Can, can we make that big defensive stop? Or, or are we going to cave in and, and let them score on fourth and one? You know what I mean? I, I want to see those kind of growth. And I think if we see those kind of growth, we'll have a good year. But I think by year three, by year three, I think we're seven and we're eight, seven to seven to nine wins. Um, would, would be my expectation? Uh, but like I said, but this year I, I want to see more growth. Um, and if I, if we see growth, I think we could, uh, we can see a good team. Um, you know, and then you get those bowl practices and you get that, that bowl, the bowl gas and stuff is incentives, which kind of feels good. And, uh, you know, as a player, that's what you kind of look for. And uh, taking that free trip with the guys and, you know, the older group, uh, have they been to a bowl?
1: They what may have think? gone to the Belk Bowl. Oh, yes, yeah, the Belk, yeah.
2: So, you know, I mean, some of them maybe have not ever been to a bowl or been to All one right. bowl. And, and it's, you know, it's it's that um, it's that urge and it's that consistency and 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 we've been there we've done this you know that's coming kind of like we were you know we would play Alabama or something we weren't scared to play Alabama because we were we've been there we were in the SEC championship our freshman year and it's just and it comes with experience it comes with you know the repetition of playing these good teams day in and day out and staying with them and beating them and having that mindset oh they can't touch us you know uh, and I think a lot of it that's what's missing with them uh, they've been beat pretty bad and pretty, pretty, pretty good the last few years. Um, and that the, the mental part of it and, you know, coach Morrison and his staff have done a great job on that. And, and I really think we'll, we'll see big, big, big strides this year
0: of, 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 uh, of them. Uh, Do you,
2: in, in all aspects.
0: Are you prepared? I know, you know, I'm what I'm going to ask. Are you ready to put a win loss? What, what What's your record for 2019? <laughs>
2: I think we win seven.
0: Seven Wow. Games. Okay. Okay. Seven games. Yeah, all
2: right. I think I think uh I think we'll be undefeated uh going in, into that uh Alabama game. Um you know that airs that uh Texas A and M game is your is your flip game. Um as you can you can look back and even with Coach Petrino and Coach B's era. Uh, whoever won that game had a pretty good year um I think we win that the the tables turn and uh and I think we get seven wins uh, and and I, I just want them to go to a ball and if if they do that I think they made big big strides but like i said earlier the the progressive from from day one to day two you you want to see we you want to see growth. And, you know, we kind of saw that in, in weeks one through four. But then after that, you know, we we kind of just said, "Ooh, we lost to North Texas and I'm putting it in the bag, you know. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I as a former player, that's what you want to see. There's there's more to it than I look at it more as 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 a player, as a coach instead of wins and losses. Uh, you you want to see that growth. I mean, they're young. you got to understand that again.
1: All right, Razorback fans, that is it for this segment of the Hog Talk podcast. This was former Razorback Ben Cleveland joining us today. Ben, I want to thank you again for taking time out of your day and joining us.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: Yeah, it was really cool to have you on, man. A lot of
0: insightful stuff, some behind the scenes and uh, if if they if they win seven games, let me let me ask this: If they don't win seven games, can we bring you on and can we have you shave your head on camera?
2: No, my wife <laughs> says no. She's <laughs> not even here, and she says no. <laughs> <That's>
0: <laughs> Thanks again, stuff. though, man. We really do appreciate you stopping by. Thanks again.
2: All right, thank you guys. Good luck with everything.
0: Thanks a lot. Thanks. Take man. it easy. Bye bye.
1: Razorback fans, thank you for tuning in for the 10th episode of the Hog Talk podcast. This is Jacob Davis from Rivals, and I want to say a special thank you to Mr. Ben Cleveland again for joining us tonight. And Ty, man, another great show. Uh, I appreciate you being a co-host. You're awesome, dude.
0: I appreciate it, man. You've done a great job, too, Jacob. We're trying to grow this thing together, and you know, the, the more we do, I know we were asked, I think last week, we were asked about doing two shows a week, we're still trying to pan that out and figure out a schedule for that possibly. So we're growing together and I think the show's benefiting from it. And I hope, hope the fans feel the same way, but uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for taking the time out of your day to listen to us, maybe in your car or on your computer, on your phone or whatever. We really do appreciate it. Don't forget to give us a rating and uh, feel free to give us a comment too, if you're on iTunes. But again, we really do appreciate it. Shout out to Ben Cleveland, the one, the only Ben Cleveland from the famous Springdale Five. We really do appreciate him also taking time out of his day to chat with us. And you guys can catch me on the Pig Trail Network on YouTube if you're curious about the content. You can find me there. Thanks again, guys. Yeah. So this
1: is Jacob. This is Ty. Signing out.
0: Thank you for listening to Believe.